We always begin talking about what's important in life and how the Yetzirah will definitely uh, help every person as much as, as the Yetzirah can do is to be distracted from what's important. The Yetzirah is like a is like a fly as compared to a zvuv to a fly which uh, does two things. Number one, the, the fly distracts you. Uh, so the Yetzirah is always uh, trying to distract a person uh, from their focus. We think that the Yetzirah is your taivas and the Yetzirah is your laziness and the Yetzirah is, is all of those, which is a little bit of it. The main goal of the Yetzirah is just to get you off of your focus of what's important and what's true in, in your life and what's the most important in your life. That's the first thing that the fly does is the fly keeps you distracted. It distracts you naturally from whatever you're doing. The second thing that the fly is, is a king at doing and that is the fly is great at um, attacking the, um, and, and uh, not attacking, but, but uh, uh, hanging around the garbage and hanging around uh, negativity, hanging around, um, you know, if somebody has a wound, so where does the fly go on your body? If you have a cut and you have some blood, the fly goes over there. So the zvuv, the Yetzirah, not only does he distract you, but what he, what he does is he sort of helps um, um, focus you on your negative uh, points and your negative parts. He doesn't want you to think that you're capable. He doesn't want you to think that you could accomplish. He doesn't want you to look at all of the good things, right? It's like the guy who pushes himself to get out of bed in the morning and pushes himself to have a good day. And then at the end of the day, right, and he works hard and he tries to accomplish, he tries to, to have a successful day. And then at the end of the day, you know, the, his thoughts are all like, ah, what did you do anyway? What did you accomplish? Uh, you could have done more, da, 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 whatever it might be. Always taking a circumstance that you're trying to do well and trying to accomplish and always going to remind you of what you're not doing, what you have not done, right? We've all had, I'm sure, that experience with the, you know, either the teacher or the, you know, or someone where you, you know, took your test and you got, you know, all of them right except for one or two. And the natural thing is to say, oh, what happened with these one or two that you got wrong? There's nothing wrong with looking and to see what you, what you made a mistake on. But when the hyper-focus and the, the agenda is to see what you've done wrong and to correct what you've done wrong, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, seeing what you've done wrong. But when that's the, thank you very much, when that's the focus of the person or the thought or whatever it is, that's something that is um, part, very much, um, like we said yesterday, in the negativity. What's negative, what I'm not doing right, what's not working, as opposed to what is working and what I am doing well and focusing on the positive, focusing on um, uh, very 
uh, and when a person usually looks at it that way, and a person spends the time to actually think about the positive things that they're doing, and list the things that they're doing that are positive, that are um, good things. If a person would make a list, there's no doubt in my mind, if a person would make a list of all the positive things, and in all relationships it's like this, you look at all the wonderful things that you have in a certain relationship, in your life, whatever it might be, they outweigh the negative by thousands and thousands and thousands. When you're in that negative mode, everything seems to be negative because that's the Yetzirah. Yetzirah says, oh, he blows up. The, the, the zvuv makes it all about the fly, makes it all about the negative. So not only am I distracting you from your pursuit in life, what I'm doing is I'm having you hyper-focus on all the negative, you know, all the negative um, things that um, you have. I remember I heard once from a, 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 from a, from a very hush of a person, they were talking about that they brought their daughter, who was a little bit older, um, for a shidduch um, to, a, to get a, 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 a bracha, and her, the daughter was maybe 24 or 25 years old, and she wasn't married yet, and so the, the mother brought her to the, to the tzaddik, whoever it was, and said, you know, uh, oh, yeah, I'm so upset, you know, I have my daughter, and she needs, she's not married. And, and, and the tzaddik told her, I remember she told this to me, and the tzaddik told her and said, one second, you have a daughter who's a healthy daughter, who's a wonderful person, and spent like a minute describing how blessed you are, and let's focus on that. Now, okay, now you have a problem. What's the problem? The problem is you need a shidduch, right? So what happens in life is that that's how the Yetzirah works. The Yetzirah takes something that's negative, and he, and he blows up and he magnifies that which is negative, and then what happens is our focus is not only is it not on what we're good at and what we want to do and what we are focused on. So that's number one. The first thing he does is he throws you off. Number two is he lands you in a, in a problem and makes that problem everything. That's what the Yitzhahara does. So one of the things that's important for us to do is to battle that. And I think the way to battle that is in two, is exactly those two ways. Number one is to keep the focus, to keep the focus of what is important and what's not important. What is life about and what is life not about? What are the things that are going to bring me my happiness? What are the things that are going to help me be successful? What are the things that, are, that I really truly want to connect with? And how do I remind myself? And I think that's the key, to remind ourselves. It's not something like, oh, I got it, right? I got it. I got it, and that's it. Every day, it's important for a person to remind himself, to remind yourself to say, okay, what's important, and how do I want to live my life? And the more a person keeps, keeps his, his eye on the, on the prize, his eye on the... I think that's, um, I think it's a muscle from the Dubna Magad. It's a muscle, maybe not the Dubna Magad. I'll have to look it up. Where the the kid was, um, you know, uh, was in the forest, and he, and he, uh, and uh, and and someone was walking through, and he saw he had a bow and arrow, and he saw that 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 the guy that the kid had a bullseye every time. So he says, "How did you do it?" 
How'd you get a bullseye? He looked at all the trees. And he said, how'd you get a bullseye every time? So he said, I, I went over to the, I shot the arrow, and then I went over to the tree, and I painted around the, the arrow um, for the bullseye. What's the pshah? What they say the, the nimshal to that is, is that, you know, you, you keep every, 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 if you keep your focus, you keep your main thing the main thing. You're always drawing the, the it'll, it'll always be a bullseye. So it'll always be a bullseye. But why? Because you keep your focus on what's the most important thing. What is my most important thing? And that's what the Yitzhara always wants to do. Yitzhara always wants us to distract ourselves from the most important. That's why it's important to talk about Hilchus and Hara and to talk about life, Mesil Sisharim, to talk about important things. Why? Because nobody wants to talk about other people. Right? Nobody wants to talk about other people. Even if you want to, deep down you don't want to. You want to focus on yourself. You want to develop yourself. You don't want to have, right, we learned this morning, I learned with my shir, right, one of the reasons people are mavatal Torah, they don't learn Torah, is for one basic reason. I mean, he brings three reasons. But the second reason he says is because people just talk nonsense. They just sit around and talk about nothingness. So nobody wants to just talk about, I mean, we want to talk about nothingness. And he says, he doesn't even understand where the enjoyment comes from to talk about nothingness. But when a person is able to, to remind himself as consistently, as persistently as possible to say, I don't want to talk about other people. I don't want to hear about other people. I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about my life. I want to talk about what my life was. I want to talk what my life is. I want to be able to pursue what I want to pursue. That's how a person can distract the Yetzahara from trying to distract him. And the positivity is also very important, to know your strengths, to know what you're strong at, to know, you, we spoke yesterday more about, you know, going into, and, and this includes your strengths as well. We spoke about, right, it's funny, I spoke to someone recently and he was telling me based on the sheer yesterday and it was very good he said because we spoke about you know people who are shy and he says it's so funny he says I've always struggled that I'm a naturally shy person and he was so happy that we spoke about yesterday how like what's wrong with being shy maybe shy is actually um not actually it is it is a a, a mida tova right it's one of the uh it's one of the proofs that you're a Jew it says, one, a, a baishan, someone who has, has a little bit of embarrassment, so you're shy, so you look at it as a negative. But really it's a positive, right? Part of what's so important for us to remember is where we come from and the strengths we have from where we come from and the weaknesses that we have from where we come from. But they're both equally important to know. It's about knowing yourself. It's about developing yourself. And then to really realize how much strength and how much positivity and how much we all have, no matter what your circumstances are with the negatives that you have. Everybody has negatives. Everybody has problems. Everyone has challenges from their parents, from their teachers, from their everybody. There's, there's, not, there's not anyone. And you know what? As good of, as a father you're going to be, and as good of a husband you're going to be, your children are going to have tainas on you too. They're going to say, well, you were to this, and that's okay. It's okay. The question is how extreme, how extreme are the, are the, are the tainas going to be? How, how, how immature were you? Like we said either yesterday or two days ago, you could be imperfect. 
We're perfectly imperfect. The question is, how imperfect are you? How imperfect? You want to try and strive to be as imperfect as you can be. But you're always going to be imperfect. You're always going to be someone who needs, who needs to work on himself. The question is, how, how, how much do you have to work on yourself? How, how bad is it? How bad was it? Okay, question, comments, please. Make a shakal. Baruch Question, comments before we learn the Hilchus Lashadhara. Um, yes, Daniel. When you said overthinking things, you were talking about overthinking things and, and um, putting and putting your finger that you didn't do enough and whatever, like in front. How do you, what, what's, what, do you consider, what would you say specifically too much and too little? Yeah, great question. Daniel, um, great question. I think that, you know, what, what it does for you. What does my thinking do for me? If my thinking, you know, most of the time you're thinking, if it cre- you know, a lot of times when you have a person who's a bright person, who has a lot of koach, who has a lot of brain power, a lot of the time that he overthinks is because he really doesn't have much that he's doing. If you're sitting around, you know, one of the things that I've said um, that's part of the challenges of our generation, right, is you have a guy who can sit like this. You ever see, right, some of you have watched me, um, have seen me uh, do this before, but what, what, a person who sits and watches a movie, what did he do for two and a half hours, Daniel? What did, if, you, if you saw a video of a guy on watching a movie for two hours, right? Most movies are about two hours. Uh, what did he do for two hours? He, went, he was sitting like this, Daniel. Sitting like this. Yeah, I'm saying he just sits like this. Yeah, yeah, I, yes, I'm not. There was something happening, but very limited happening. There's no productivity, and even his brain power. It's not like you're working, right? You're doing a math problem. You're doing a math problem. You're having a real deep, uh, intellectual, stimulating, not a stupid conversation about something. A real brain, you know, you're really, really delving in. Your brain is working. Your brain is working. What happens is the reason we're such an overthinking people generation, right, it's one of my, the reasons I say that people, right, what do they call it when they're, they'll dance? Maybe we'll have it by music night. I don't, I don't know if it's still popular. What's it called when they go like that? Headbanging. I, I, you, you heard my chiddush of why I know Rabbi Lazarus probably doesn't even know that they do this. You know, I've said people do that nowadays when they dance. They go like that because their heads are so, when you dance, it's hard to think. You don't think when you're dancing. You're moving your body. Your head, our heads are so not used to thinking intellectually, critically thinking. We want to shut off our brains but our brains are so powerful. So the overthinking sometimes happens when you sit around and do nothing. It's not that you're overthinking. Your brain is hungry for stimulation. It wants something. And when you don't give it that, it it, it sort of gets out of control a little bit. It needs to be fed properly. So your, your question was, how do I know if I'm overthinking? 
So, so I, have, I have two comments that. Number one is how productive are you and how much, and I don't mean you, Daniel, how productive is the person using his brain? You have 24 hours. Let's say you sleep eight hours. So you're left with another 16 hours. Out of those 16 hours, how much brain power am I using? That's number one. Number two is, right, what, are my, what am I thinking about? Like we said yesterday, 80% of our thoughts are repetitive thoughts. So what am I actually thinking about? That's how you could tell if you're overthinking. Most people who are not productive, most people who are not really aware of what the thinking is doing, they're just in a, you know, in a spin, in a, as I've said, one of my favorite quotes, the wheel is spinning, but the hamster is dead. You're just spinning in your brain. What is it bringing to you? What is it bringing to me? If you're not happy, if you have anxiety, that's probably overthinking. But I think the first thing is probably the most important is how much am I using of my brain? How much am I using of my brain? Does that help a little bit, Daniel? Meaning you can't expect, I just want to be very clear, a guy who's not really using his brain can't be surprised if his brain is not working properly. Why would it? It's like any muscle. If you don't use your, a muscle, it starts getting weak. So you sit around, the person who's on his phone for 10 hours a day, 8 hours a day, and he's having something else think for him, then of course not. Even music, music, I love music. Everyone listens to music, we love music. But that's also thinking for you. That's why it's amazing you start learning, you start thinking, you ask questions, you get challenged. Yes, Rabbi Lazarus. There's <laughs> a writer at the end of the, uh, around the turn of the 19th, 20th century, uh, James Joyce. Mm -hmm. um, his style of writing was such that he was able to have the, re the reader, he takes over his mind, he thinks for mm -hmm. mm -hmm. very, very talented. <clears throat> and um, television, uh, television, and I remember television, it was, let's um, put it If you watch movies, you see family. They're sitting, now they have two televisions, three or four televisions. Everybody's on television. They're sitting around to see the movie. They're not thinking. They're thinking of, it's taking over your mind. Correct. That's what, that's what they intend to do. Right. That is the Kavana behind right. um, successful movies. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Exactly what Rosh Hashanah is saying. Give up your independent thought. Right. And let someone else think for you. Correct. And then they, and then, thank you, Rabbi Lazarus. And then you wonder, and then you wonder that you can't, that it's difficult for a person, it, it's very hard for a person because if you think things through, when you think things through and you talk, that's why it's so important to talk to other people. Because when you're in your own head, that's why you do the head banging, because you're in your own head. The only way to free my head is to is to is to is to go like that and to like and to like hit your head, right? To hit your head. Well, they just go back and forth because that clears out the head. Because otherwise, your head. If you jump around like that with your head, you don't you don't think. Otherwise, you're 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 filled you're filled with just thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. And like we said yesterday, what are my thoughts already? 
I haven't clarified. You speak to someone and you write out your thoughts. You start, they say the altar from Kelm. I mean, it's an incredible thing to say that the altar from Kelm knew every thought that entered his mind. I mean, you can't imagine. Every thought, he was in total control of whether, could you imagine how amazing you'd feel if you are not, or you're, you're not, you know, busy just being taken over. Not, it's not only, it's not even your thoughts. It's not even your thoughts. It's someone else's thoughts. Someone else's thoughts that they're pl- implanting in you. Right? You hear, oh, I hear my, my, this one's voice in my, in my head. This one's, yes, Benjamin. It's still separate. No problem. What's the difference between someone's negative thoughts and actually sending this thing? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I, I think that's a great question. I, don't, I, can't, I probably, don't, probably would not be able to tell you the answer to that question, but I could tell you that, that the Yitzhahara, um, I, I'll answer like this a little bit, Benjamin. I'll answer like this. The, the Yitzhahara doesn't need to do a lot of work sometimes on somebody because the person himself is doing the work for him. What do I mean by that? If a person does not try and work on, work on himself, right? I say the mushal I always give is Esav. Where did Esav, the Medjur says, where did Esav hang out? It says that Esav hung out outside of the base Medrash. What did he do? Avram and Sarah would go ahead and give these shmuzim about life, and then Esav would sit where they had tents, whatever they did, talking about Hashem and Torah, whatever they spoke about. And then Esav would sit outside, and as people would come out, they'd say, Yeah, what are they talking about? Blah, 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 blah. Esav represents the Yetzahara. And where does the Yetzahara hang out? The Yetzahara hangs out around people who are actually working on themselves and trying to develop. Somebody who's not really doing much, the Yetzahara could just leave him alone because he doesn't really have to bother him so much. As I've said many times, somebody who sleeps all day, someone who does nothing all day, so the Yitzhahara just could leave him alone because he's sort of, you know, doing his thing anyway. Someone's... Is that, is that the right, so there, there is an aspect of the Yitzhahara also, but the question is, how much am I doing? I'm not talking about someone who's incapable, someone who's totally incapable. I'm talking about someone who's not... Usually the Yitzhahara will attack you when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to accomplish something, when you're trying, when does the Yitzhahara come? He comes when you're davening. He comes when you're learning. Yitzhahara doesn't always come as much when you're eating, when you're playing basketball. It doesn't come when you're doing, when a person's trying to grow, when a person's trying to change himself, when a person's trying, then he has a very, very strong Yitzhahara. So to answer your question, I, it's hard to say what thought is the Yitzhahara which thought is that? The, the, the feeling down about yourself, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lazy, if you're someone who's beating yourself up on a consistent basis. Now, it could be the Yitzhahara already just, you know, infected you, and you're sort of just continuing it. But if you're a person who's trying to work on himself, and then thoughts come in that creep in, that's usually the Yitzhahara. The way you feel about yourself, if you're down, if you're depressed, if you're sad, if you don't believe that you can do something, 
A lot of times that's the Yitzhahara. A lot of times that's the Yitzhahara. I don't know if that, uh, that helps. Meaning someone like you, Binyamin, I would assume the Yitzhahara is going to attack a lot. Right? Someone like Binyamin, he's going to attack you. He's waiting right outside because he doesn't want you to come into the base Medrash. He doesn't want you to work on yourself because it's very clear that you're very dangerous for the Yitzhahara. For a guy who's just you know, not so serious about you know, life, so the Yitzhahara doesn't have to really start up with him so much because he's not in the ring really. He's not really, he's not really with him so much. Yes? Um, it's kind of a silly thing on that question. Yeah. I feel like for me, not that it's not hard once I start learning, like, like the Yitzhahara doesn't, I feel like for me, doesn't true. I guess the personal, I guess not, whatever. Um, it doesn't attack me so much like when I'm in the base measures, but like for me, when I'm, let's say, because you said it's not, it doesn't get me to like be with Boston. You said something like before, it's not, but like that, it's not the thing that got me to like bum out and sit in bed for two hours. But I feel like for me, when I'm in bed, like it's like the guitar just nails me. It's like, why get out of bed? Correct, correct. There's no, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Mashkel, Mashkel, right. Correct. But, but your Yetzirah, Baruch Hashem, your Yetzirah is more sophisticated because he knows he's not going to keep you. That's classic Yetzirah, stay in bed. But I'm saying, but he knows you're going to get out of bed. So you're right. I'll tell you to stay in bed another half hour, another 45 minutes, another hour. Correct. Everyone, Yetzirah is very tricky to everybody. But my point is, Yetzirah is going to attack attack people who are very, very, very uh, dangerous for the Yitzhahara. For a guy who's not doing much, he's not, he's not putting up a battle for the Yitzhahara. Right? That, that, that's really the point. Correct. Your Yitzhahara, we all have Yitzhaharas in different places at different times. But the Yitzhahara is a real, it's a real, the Yitzhahara really is, is afraid of success. The Yitzhahara doesn't want us to do well. The Yitzhahara doesn't want you to feel good. If you're feeling good, that's very dangerous for the Yitzhahara. He wants you to feel down. He wants you to think about your avarus. He wants you to feel guilty. He wants you to feel that Hashem doesn't love you. Those are all the classic things at the Yitzhahara. He wants you to be not motivated. Yes, Nachi, you're right. Get out of bed late, get out of this. Nachi, he knows he's not going to win you in that way. He knows he can't beat you in that because he knows you're doing great. He's going to get you in a much more deeper, subtle, sophisticated way. He's going to creep in your head somehow. Yes, Rabbi Zara. wanted to add, yeah. first of all, this idea that there are different types of gates are depending on the person there. Of course, the other Nachman speaks about this, that there's one type of gates are that like a mala that comes to a person is a different type, depending on like a person's level. Right, but this exactly. Idea, like, where the, where the gates are is, is it my like negative traits? Is it something else? So something that just I thought about it. So I just wanted to add uh, what it seems to me that where most of us are holding, I think, is these are basically if a person would understand himself, like Roshu was talking about yesterday, a person would be able to figure himself out where his his like negative traits have come from and like figure out his history. Like he would definitely be able to, I think, change. So the Yitzhar's main thing is just keep things dark. Exactly. Keep things, don't ask questions. Correct. Don't go for anything. That's the Yitzhar. Correct. 
Correct. Keep things very, very on the DL, on the very, don't share. That's also th something. It's good to talk about the Yitzhara. Stay alone. Be alone. Don't, don't share anything with anybody. You know, like you're saying, don't explore. Don't ask questions. Don't, don't, don't think. You know, keep things very, very hidden. Don't, don't, don't get clarity. It's a heart is very, very good. I like that a lot. It's true. Keep things. That's why. That's why I love. You know, this sheer, and I love talking like this because this is a way to banish your yitzhar. And it doesn't just happen once in your life. That's why you got to do it every day. That's why you got to do it often. That's why you got to talk to people. What's life about? The yitzhar wants you not to think about life. The yitzhar doesn't want you to think about death. Don't think about death. Don't think about the fact that actually one day you're actually going to be dead. Don't think about that. Don't think about, you know, why do I chase money? Why do I chase pleasures? Why do I chase this? Am I a people pleaser? Am I a this? Analyze. Don't analyze yourself. Beautiful. Avram, you're going to have to say something. I'm going to, because otherwise I'm, I'm going to introduce you anyway to say something. Or not. For the first time, you'd rather. I, I don't understand a lot what's going on. Okay. Right. So, so, do you want to should I mention to everyone your, your celebration, or you'd rather not? What? Could you share a little bit? Are you going to share a little bit about your celebration? You're not comfortable. Okay. So, I guess I'll just share it? Huh? Yeah? Yeah, if you want. Fine. Okay, so Avram's here. Avram Lichter, I don't know how many people know um, Avi, Avram. Um, but Avram was, uh, was in yeshiva how many years before you? What was it, two years? Third, your third year? In, in third year? Your third year. In his third year. So you talk about the Yetzirah uh, and, and uh, trying to uproot his Yetzirah. So today he celebrates a full year of not giving in to his Yetzirah yeah. of whatever, I don't know what uh, specific drugs and alcohol for today celebrating one year of, uh, yeah. And I think what's incredible about that is that it's not about the drugs and the alcohol. It's about, I think what Rabbi Zarat was saying, it's about escaping and running away from, from life. And he's celebrating a year of the opposite, which is facing life. Right? Somebody can, it's not about the drugs and the alcohol. You know, the alcohol and the drugs are just there to, to cover something up and to keep you in hiding of who you are and what life is about. It could be other ways. It could be being on your phone uh, could distract you. It could be sleeping could distract you. It could be video games. It could be whatever it might be to, to just, I don't want to ask these questions. I don't want to face, I don't want to face myself. And, uh, and it's hard. It's hard. And there's the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah, you know, makes the world, he makes things look like they're, you know, that's the, right, I've, I've shared this before in Masil Zisharim um, and in different Shurim, when I remember being, you know, watching these uh, Mexicans um, going crab uh, fishing, whatever they were, I don't know what you call it, it's not fishing because it's for crabs, whatever they were going at the docks, 
uh, right, at the Woodmere docks. I remember sitting there, I remember seeing these guys, and they lowered a, a beautiful uh, drumstick, a raw drumstick on a hook, and they lowered it into the, into the water, and then they would pull it back up, and they'd pull up. Every time they did this, there were like 10 crabs, like, like all around this, this raw drumstick, and then they would just peel off the, the crabs, put them in the bucket, and you have this beautiful raw drumstick, and they would lower back. And I'm sitting there watching, I'm saying, wow, that is the Yetzirah. There it is right there. What is the Yetzirah? The Yetzirah doesn't even let you enjoy. You end up being miserable. They don't even get, the crab doesn't even get to even eat the drumstick. That's, that's what the Yetzirah, if the Yetzirah, like I've said this many times, if the drugs and the alcohol and, the, and the, all the craziness made you actually feel good about yourself, I don't know, maybe I'd uh, join the club, I don't know. If you actually you know, felt good about yourself with all of these escapes, so then, okay, I'm actually feeding myself. But you end up feeling, it's funny, that's what the Gras said also, and, and one of the reasons why, why Torah and being successful in Ruchnius and, and, and working on yourself towards a higher connection is that ultimately that's what you're going to feel good about. All of these things don't leave us feeling good. So I'm left with what? With not even the drumstick? I don't even get the chicken? I don't even get the happiness out of it. So, so Avram, we'll give you another one. Shkoyach, Avi Lister. Amish. Can't imagine. Yes. I used to learn wrestles from Rabbi Yeah. Rabbi Nachman has an example of about the Yitzhahara. What with the hand? At the hand. Yeah. And I, that's the only way I can really understand it. Like, where he comes over to me and says, hey, look, I have something that you want. Right. And then he, you know, he runs away and I chase him. Right. You know, 30 minutes later, I'm far away from where I wanted to be. And he goes, oh, look, I don't actually have anything. Right. Um, that's true. Yeah, right, exactly. And, and, and I've heard on that muscle, I don't know if he says it, but they say in everyone, he does it to everyone, and everyone imagines what they want. So it's like, you know, I have it, here it is, here it is, and you follow him down this, this path, you know, and then he, he, he has nothing for you. And we know it. It's not like, oh, gosh, we know it. We know it, but, but there's the Yitzhahara. There's, there's something pulling us, something pulling us. And what, one of the things that battles, and that, that's what, why it's important to talk about it, that's why it's important to say, you're Mashal Yitzhahara, Rabbi Lazarus, and Rabbi Zared, and Nachi, and Binyamin, and everyone shares, and you talk about these things, then you're able to say, oh, wow, me too. Oh, you too. Oh, negative. So it's not just a problem with me. It's not me. Maybe there's something that's, that, 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 is, uh, that is consistent. right? If everyone knows when you share something, that helps you. If everyone knows feeling down, feeling sad, feeling, that's very, these are all normal, natural, healthy, regular feelings, right? It's like when the guy comes to me, oh, Rebbe, I'm having such a hard time getting up in the morning. I'm like, really? Really? You're, you're having a hard time? Like, of course. Who doesn't have trouble getting up in the morning? Who doesn't have trouble, you know, uh, having trouble with, with this Yitzhahara, that Yitzhahara? Of course. What does that mean? You're human. We're human. The Yitzhahara tells you that there's something wrong with you. 
Yitzhahara tells you, right, like I said Friday night, I said it again and I'll say it again because I think it's a great shot. I made up this shot. It fell to me, Minashamayim, that I said that, that, that Kibo Hashemesh, that the sun set early for Yaakov Avinu. Maybe it's teaching us that sometimes we feel that the sun set too early, which means I'm not really supposed to be going through this. Yaakov Avinu thinking as the sun sets, wait, 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 it's not supposed to be dark outside now. And you could have a taina to say, why is this happening? This should not be happening. But the truth is, no, it's, it's supposed to be happening. I'm supposed to be dealing with this problem. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to have this, right? This is a, I think it's one of the pshatim they say, Ezehu, no, that's the pshat I said. It says, V'chol in V'eschanan, it says, V'chol Rashi says two pshatim. One pshat he says, V'shnei Yitzrecha, and the other pshat is, Shaloi tachloik al hamakom which means don't argue on God. And I, I, I thought of a pshat once, or I heard a pshat once, so tachlok ala makom is hamakom asher ata oimid is admas kodesh. Some of, some of the things that we struggle the most with is that I'm not supposed to be dealing with this. This is not what I'm supposed to be dealing with. This. Something's wrong. I'm not supposed to be here. Here, whether physically or figuratively, I'm not supposed to be here. But that's not true. You want to be connected to Hashem. You want to be connected to yourself. Stop fighting reality. Because when you fight reality, you only lose 100% of the time. You're going to lose every time when you're fighting. I'm not supposed to be going through this. I'm not supposed to have this struggle. I'm not supposed to have... How many people have, have a problem where they have a taiva and they can't accept the fact that they have this taiva. They're battling the fact that they have this taiva instead of saying, I have this taiva. There's nothing wrong. Not only there's nothing wrong. You have a taiva. It's Baruch Hashem, you have taivas. People don't have taivas. If you don't have a taiva, that means you're not well. People who have a taiva, it means they're, they're alive. The question is, what am I doing with the taiva? What, what, how do I stop that taiva? How do I not stop having the taiva? How do I stop myself from giving in to my desires? But most of the time, the mistake is we challenge the fact that I have the taiva, right? Laziness. I'm lazy. I, I want to sleep in bed longer. There's nothing wrong with that. You're expecting yourself to jump out of bed. That's the problem. You're expecting yourself to jump out of bed. No, it's hard to get out of bed. Hard to not give in to your desires. Rav Simcha Rabba, what do you say? Come on. Uh, I just wanted to share. Yes. The Vazir Talbot himself, when I was uh, struggling with something, me and my wife went together, and he said that his grandson had been a Mahra, and he said that the most um, rejuvenating words that they could tell his grandson was the doctor said that this was going to happen. So that when he would be like tearing up, and when he was like losing his hair, and he was going through this whole thing. He said that his grandson, like, like he lit up, and he was saying that when you know that Hashem said that this was going to happen, then it doesn't become a sign anymore. Exactly. Because the doctor said it was going to happen. This is all part of the story. He says the Yitzhahara is is and that like it's like it's like phenomenal. What the Rabbi is saying, I'll talk about the like 
you're exactly where you're supposed, supposed to be. be. So, exactly. And that's, people, that's the word get called. Yeah, right. correct. And, and I think that that's, you know, you talk about what the Yetzirah is. That's the talk of the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is like, but I'm not supposed to be this. I'm not supposed to be going through this. I'm not supposed to be having this struggle. I'm supposed to be having that struggle. And it's almost like, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, say, you know, it's good because usually we do the Chavetz Chaim, but I'll just say from the Masil Sharm, it's actually what we said yesterday. And I saw this, Alpi Kabbalah, I've, I think I say this every time we learn this in the Masil Sharm, where he says, Cholmash Barasi, it says, when Hashem created man, He took him to all of the world. And He said, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Don't ruin my world. Right? So I remember learning Alpi Kabbalah many, many years. Not that I learned Kabbalah. I remember someone shared this with me in a sefer called Shari Ora, which is a Kabbalah sefer. And I remember this pshat that they said, and I, Tzushtel, I connected it to the Masil Sharm, where it says, before a person's born, before you're born, Hashem shows you your parents, your family, your home. He shows you everything you're going to go through from the morning, from the day that you're born till the day that you die. And He shows you all the Nisyonis that you're going to have, and you... Go ahead and you sign off on everyone that I'm in. I'm good. I'm going to do the best I can. Now, we don't know that because we're physical. You know, we live in a physical world. But our neshama went through, like what Rav Simcha Rabbah is saying, is that our neshama knows exactly. Yetzirah, which is the body, which is more the ego, the body, says, nah, you shouldn't be going there. You, your, your neshama, right? It's one of the reasons you talk about, you talk about, um, um, Rav, uh, I think it's from Rav Nachman that I heard it, that that's the pshat when people are in pain, it's a beautiful pshat why when people are in pain they close, they go like this they close their eyes when they're in pain so I heard this from one of the tzaddikim but I think it might be Rav Nachman that he said that when, you're in, when you go like this you're, you're, it's, you're squinting when someone's squinting they're trying to see far ahead so he says that the neshama knows when you're going through something, the neshama knows that ultimately this is perfect and this is beautiful. Just right now in Olam Hazer, right now in my physical body, I'm not able to know that it's good because I'm, 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 a, I'm a regular person. But my neshama automatically has my eyes sh- try and squint to see the future because I know it's going to be revealed to me that really this is exactly what I'm supposed to go through. It's an incredible thing. And I think that that's what the Sahara will attack in a person. He'll say, he'll keep you for a year, two years, three years, just saying, oh, you're not supposed to be going through this, you're not supposed to be going through this, you're not supposed to be going through this, I'm supposed to be going through something else. Okay, amazing. Okay, let's learn one halacha of... Uh, and then we will, we will um, wrap up for today, unless anyone has another question or comment. Some say there is a heter to speak Lashon Hara about people who are in machlokas. People who are involved in a serious fight. Chavetz Chaim explains that even those opinions which allow it only say by blaming the guilty parties in the machlokas and putting them down, you will be able to quiet down and end the machlokas. 
Otherwise, it is not permitted. So it's, uh, he says, you must be extremely careful before getting involved in any situation of machlokas. You must consider carefully and know according to the Torah and halacha who is the guilty party in the machlokas. If you are not sure about it, it is better to do nothing at all than to mix in to a dangerous argument. The Chavetz Chaim writes that we see more often than not that one who mixes into machlokas, even if he is missing just one of the necessary conditions, he will be over Lashon Hara, he causes even more trouble, ends up fanning the flames of machlokas. The person is an important individual, such as Tamachacham, he might be causing a Chil Hashem as well. So a person has to be very, very careful to stay away from machlokas. Very careful. Especially nowadays where, you know, it's very hard for people to distinguish and people say, this is, everything is, uh, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different opinions about things. And it's always important to stay away from taking sides. Uh, you know, obviously you, you, you follow your Rebbe, you follow, um, you have someone who can guide you, but it's very important not to take, take sides of any machlokas. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll wrap up. Yes, Rabbi Lazarus. Yes. Chazal explained the Yitzhahara as a dual personality. It's internal Yitzhahara and external Yitzhahara. And they work simultaneously. That means that whatever our weaknesses that we have, the Yitzhahara will be allowed to set up a situation externally that will test us. So if, if someone will come over to you and say something, you are trying to uh, you know, be careful with Yetzirah, with Yilash and Hara, and someone will come over to you, Yetzirah will send someone over to you who will start a conversation with Yetzirah to test you. Mm. That's, how, that's how it works, you know, all the times. It's not just our internal Yetzirah or our external Yetzirah. Mm. It's usually both. Mm. You know, the person is working on, uh, you know, Nice. Meaning, first it's something that you internally are working on, and then the Yitzhahara sends something externally. Okay, beautiful. Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zocha. Of course, one of the biggest Yitzhaharas is your past. Always think about your past, or always worry about your future. That's for sure one of the biggest Yitzhaharas, as it says. As we say in Davening, Vahaser Satan. Because where's the Yitzhahara? He's either in our past or he's in our future. But in the present moment, the Yitzhahara has trouble gaining track. All he wants is you either in your past or in your future. So Hashem will help us not to worry about our future, not to be uh, obsessed about our past, our past, but rather to focus on what and where we are now. Have a wonderful day.